So, my name is Taina Evans. Today is August 29th, and I'm here with... Peggy Johnson. At the New Lots Library for the Our Streets, Our Story Community Day Project at Brooklyn Public Library. Our Streets, Our Story is an oral history project focusing on East New York today. Uh, but why don't you tell me a little bit about where you're from and what the neighborhood was like. Uh, where I'm from, I am from uh, Bed-Stuy. I lived in Bed-Stuy. And I don't know too much about the New Lots area because at the time when I was growing up, it was a segregated area. So I don't know anything that much about it. It was predominantly... It was white. Not predominantly, it was white. At the time, I think the only African Americans were... Hmm, if they were the religious, it would have had to have been domestics. It would not have been, there probably were some inhabitants, but so few that you would not notice them. And domestics are? Maids, butlers, uh, I like to call them valets, dresses, but those were your domestics, your cooks, your, well my uncle was a chef. and. Because he was a chef, I was granted to vacation in the Hamptons. Was he a chef in Brooklyn? Or? He was a chef for a family in Shorebridge, New Jersey. But uh, I traveled with him. I was like. Um, clause in the contract, wherever uh, he went, I had to go. I was, that was my uncle, and he had no children, so I was like his daughter. So wherever he went, I, I'm serious, it was like a clause in the contract. She goes with me. So in the summertime, or whenever school was out, or whatever the case may be, I was with him on his shift. <laughs> and I learned my Chill, good, very good food, very good food, and that's why I can't stand food now. <laughs> Seriously, I can't stand. Look, Ma, what you cooking? Oh God! But I always, because I kind of add extra this or extra that, and I can tell you what shrimp cocktail is supposed to taste like. And I had not vacation, and I had kids. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to it, it was, uh, it was. I really don't. No, I'll tell you, the first time I came to East New York, I found an apartment on Wyoming Street. And at that time, I think I had two children. And that was many, many years ago. And that, and the fact, to be honest with you, those particular children that at that time, they are now, well, one passed away, he had cancer. He would have been He would have been 54. His brother is 56. So that gives you uh, how long ago before I got a chance to get to East New York. And then that was, they started buying houses. And that's when they started renting apartments. And that's how 
we got out. When I say we, I mean African American. As far as I know, I don't. I'm not an expert, but that's what I saw. But they started renting, and then you, you mm -hmm. were able to because of, and and, because African Americans started buying, mm -hmm. and then they would rent to relatives, oh. and that's not good. like I know of, of an apartment on the corner of. Wyona and ooh, was it Dumont? It's apartment building, and they scrimped and saved. They bought this apartment building, and the first people that moved in were the owners, the owner's sister, a couple of in-laws, and it was a sixteen-unit building. And that's how they started. And then they rented out. It was like one half family, one half rent. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, that was like in Terrace was born, like. 1963. Mm. I told you a baby. <laughs> I'm not putting you down. That's what I'm saying. I'm just... <laughs> yeah. So that's as much as I remember of um, of um, of East New York. There were German. Yeah, I had a German friend, Ingrid. When I was uh, young. Um, I used to do what's called piecework. I don't know if you know what that is. Piecework is, have you ever seen those beautiful aprons that some people wear in advertisements? They wear these gorgeous aprons. You know what aprons? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes they have a rose in the pocket or something, you know. Mm -hmm. That's what I used to do. It's called piecework. I would sew the rose in the pocket. That's my piece. Or I would put the band on. That's my piece. And you got paid by each piece. So... It could be something like ten cents a piece. It could be three cents a piece. It all depends on what you're making because if you're just sewing on a pocket, it could be three cents. Okay, and so you know, I did piecework. And um, why am I telling you this again? Oh, Ingrid. And <laughs> there was one girl. She sat next to me. Her name was Ingrid. She was German. I could tell by her accent, but she was so nice. And we started talking as you tend to do, just like you and I did as we. And um. One day she bought something with sauerkraut, and I do like sauerkraut. I forgot what it was, and she told me what it was. And she said, she said, I have some leftover. I'll bring you some tomorrow. I said, okay. And she brought me some. I said, oh, wow, this is blooming satin like lemonade. So then she had started bringing me in little, you know, things. And then she said, well, you know, tomorrow we're going to be making uh, some dish. And she said, I wish I could invite you, she said, because I can't bring it. It's some, not something you can bring to work. She said, I wish I could invite you to my house to um, have some. And I said, um, why can't I come? Because you have to remember, I live with domestics in different areas. I'm not used to being ignored. And she said, because there's no black people in the area. Where do you live, Ingrid? I live on Myrtle Avenue in Ridgewood, which is part of East New York that you don't know. Part of East New York. And um, she said, I can't invite you because if I brought you home, she said it would blow me out of the neighborhood. So I said, oh. So I went home and asked my aunt about it because she worked for a lot of Jewish families out in Bensonhurst. And she, that's when I started uh, realizing that there was a difference in black and white. I never knew. See, I lived with my uncle, but I never lived with my uncle. 
you had one side of the house was for the servants, the other house, part of the house was the owner's house. That's where I stayed, the owner's part. I never stayed over there. So when it came time for me to leave, it didn't dawn on me. And when I came to Brooklyn, I spoke differently from everyone else. No one teased me about that. But I never knew there was a difference. So my aunt had explained to me the difference. I never knew. That's, and it was a hard thing, you know, I'm, I'm watching her talk to me, and my aunt was like writing down in white, that's the phrase that they used. And I'm looking at her and I'm going, what? You're kidding. I can't do what? <laughs> she said, oh my God, you look at this whole family because I see it coming. Because I'm not one to say no to. But I'm just getting back to what you need to know is, um, this part of was separated. Uh, I knew nothing about this side of town. Now, there may be, I'm going to say this, and I hope nobody takes offense, but it's the honest to God truth. You have your fraternities and sororities, and unfortunately, the fraternities and sororities were allowed in places that people like me weren't. Okay? So, I have relatives that belong to sorority, the fraternity, and sometimes we talk about it, and they go, we didn't know that. I went, ah, you didn't know. Now, at one time, sororities did not take dark skinned people. You would have not gotten to a sorority, some of them. Because they told my mother, who was lighter than me, that don't even think about it. But you had some who were lighter, and they eased their way to, you know. So there may have been some of them out there. I don't know. I'm just saying, because that's just the way. People don't tell the truth. I tell the truth. That's the way it was. It's as simple as that. Now, um, I don't want to mention no names, but the person that we were speaking about before, they was the type of what I'm talking about, would have made it because of their education and so forth and so on. And here's another thing a lot of people don't know, like those brownstones, the brownstones were given to black people. Just give it to them. Here, you may have told keep this, we're gonna, we're moving. Where was I on all the <laughs> But that's how they got their that's how they got their brownstones. People don't know that. Anyway. What else do you need to know? How was it growing up in your neighborhood? Which neighborhood did you go? Okay. And uh, how was it just growing up there? Was it you know it's funny. I was thinking about this. Um, yeah, because I can't, I can't sit still on here. Um, how much time do you need? We weren't allowed to do any of the things that these kids are doing today. I went to PS3, which we call the Oxford of the ghetto, because we learned things. These charter schools don't even have stuff that we learned at PS3. I'm serious. I mean, the curriculum that we had at PS3, it was almost like we called a college. Seriously. All the stuff that we learned in PS3, oh my God. And we look at some of these kids and they ain't really know so much. I'm going to show them what? Anyway, we would go to school in the morning and you better get there on time. And we would have a 
curfew where you had to be home. School was out at three, I'd rather be in front of my door at 3.15. And if I wasn't, there's a whole lot of people gonna tell my mother she ain't getting home until 3.30. You did, you went home, you did what you had to do. You know, you had triplets. And um, you would go outside after you had dinner or what have you, you would go outside and yeah, socialize. Um, my aunt lived about six blocks away. So if my mother cooked enough, I would walk it over to her house and I would stay over there for a minute. My aunt was a little bit more lenient than my mother, so she let me go and talk to people and, you know, have fun. My mother was mean. So then my mother would uh, call. We didn't have a cell phone, you know that. And she'd go and send her home now. You know, in the summertime was great because my aunt, like, like I said, she was much more lenient. And she'd tell the same thing, you What you like? Uh uh, no, that's something I want her to do. She ain't nothing to do. And I'd go over there and play. <laughs> you were crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was. It was so different. I look at these kids today, even my own children. And I look at them and I go, y'all don't know what it was like growing up because. If some of the things, there's a thing on Facebook and it says, if I had talked to my parents the way you talked to yours, I'd be dead. You didn't talk back. You didn't say, you wasn't in the same room with them. You were somewhere else. You did not. So if you did hear something, it was by accident. <laughs> and it was growing up for me, was a little bit stricter because you have to remember there's two sides to every story. My side of the story is one generation away from slavery. The other side is the other people that we were talking about. They were different. They were totally different. And that was called Housing Field, and I'll leave it right there. I was one generation away from slavery. My little upbringing was a little bit different because um, in school, I stayed in trouble because I used to ask a lot of questions that people didn't have answers to. And I didn't know it at the time. I'm a child. I did not know the question I was asking you that you did not know. I'm looking at you as an adult. You're supposed to have the complete answer. I didn't know. I was asking you something that you didn't know. Now, I had to go all the way across the street to the library. I spent a lot of time at the Franklin Avenue Library. I did. I whenever. Well, my real name is Margaret. Don't tell me. Where's Margaret? Across the street. Um, go here. Cause PS3 is here in the library. And I, they knew me by, they knew me by name. What are you coming for now? I'd go in and I had books all over the table. I used to leave books everywhere. I had to find out. I had a question I had to know. So, and then they would call my, I never forget, they called my mother, and, and I got a beating for that because she said they told her I was causing problems in the school. And she wanted to know um, how come I was always causing problems. That's all I do, that's questions. And she said, well, you, you gotta stop being nosy. So you see the difference? I was being nosy. Now that I'm wrong, I understand a lot of stuff, but to her it was, um, 
she was not raising my little and that's not what she wanted people to think so um now here's the difference with my aunt and my mother my aunt believed in education but my mother didn't understand education i think that's the first way to put it yeah But going, getting back to, but see, that's all part of the growing up procedure. You, a lot of people think, oh, you mean when I was running up and down the street playing ball and, 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 no, sweetheart, you lived a life. There was a life in there. And in order to continue on in, 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 in your life, there were things that you experienced. And, um, there was a lot of things that, that, that happened and, like I said, I was a commuter child. Um, my mother was asleep in. My father worked at the Brooklyn uh, Navy Yard, but he used to sleep over because they were building things in that Navy Yard that people don't know about. I could tell you about today, but I couldn't tell you about then, okay? And so he would be over there. He was a chemical supervisor, so he over there concocting. <laughs> um, so there was a big, big, big difference um, in my growing up and some other people growing up. I look back on it and sometimes I feel sorry for them because of what they had to go through, you know, the things that they had to go through. My aunt was always lucky. She got domestic jobs with doctors and lawyers. So I got a lot of books. Um, my life was not in sequence because back in those days, you grew up, got married, had kids, and that's it. And as I thought it was crazy because I, I wanted an education, but I got it. It was out of sequence, but I got it. And um, every last one of my kids, I'm telling you right now, that's why I can talk from experience. Ain't worth three cents except for one. She's a special ed teacher. Um, and she's doing great. She just got hired by the DOE and she was doing a substitute. She worked for years doing a substitute. She finally got accepted. But um, uh, it's, it's hard talking about some of that stuff because I'm trying to remember a lot of different things that people won't talk about. They always gloss over and tell you all the good stuff, but they won't tell you the real life growing up in that time. It hurts to have someone say, I can't invite you to my house. That hurts because of your skin color. It bothered me, but there's nothing I could do about it but smile. Oh, okay. But growing up in best, like I said, best I knew nothing about. Now you you probably come across some people who are going to tell you about growing up in East Europe, but you need to ask them the years. Make sure you get those years, because back in the fifties, forget about it. Because I didn't start having my kids. I'm old and even. Um, like I said, my oldest son is fifty and change. You gotta imagine, you know, we went over there. I'm 
trying to remember if we even took trips over here. They used to give us school trips. I don't remember. No, we only went to the museum. I told you PS3 was a little bit different than everybody else. And, <clears throat> and we went to the Museum of Natural History. And we also went to the planetarium. I don't know about that little stuff. <laughs> we were high class children. <laughs> we did. We, we, we went places that other people didn't. And um, I'll tell you a little, a little stuff that we we had home ec and the boys had shop. And one time what they did is they switched us one year. The girls took shop and the boys took home ec. Yeah, because they said, it's not fair. So when someone said, oh, all right, well, I'll fix it for you. Yeah. And the boys, one time we was all in hanging out and I said, man, I wish I had some candy. And the boys went and made peanut brittle. You know what peanut brittle is? Sugar with peanuts in it. You boil down the sugar. Put the peanuts in, let it get hard. So that that's what we that's what that's the stuff that we did here. That's the stuff. And all our kids went off to good colleges for PS3. Oh, trying to I'm still I'm while I'm talking, I'm just trying to remember if we ever came in contact with I never came in contact with this museum. I'm sorry. Bedstein was all gates between Franklin and Carlson. And my school is the closest. Bill Thompson came out of that area. And someone told me I used to be friends with him. I can't remember. Because I wasn't loud. I was. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember. Sweetie, I'm trying to tell you. No, we never came over here. I went to, I don't want to mention the area because I really don't, but I went 
Shira? why they don't know what their name is. She said, because they don't call them by their name. They spend all that time thinking of some name and they don't even call them by a name. You know. So I said, yeah, baby. She said, is it just people in the projects? I said, no, sweetie. It's other people in other places that they don't recognize their children. And I'm listening to her asking me these questions, right? Because, um, she very seldom comes out like a cross like that. You know, she's more, she has three boys, and she wants to make sure her three boys are. And for her, then the other one was behind the special ed teacher. She's behind me, and she says, Yeah, Ma. She says, We were talking about that. How come these parents, I said, well, sweetie, you of all people should know. She said, yeah, I know. She said, but mom, sometimes I just want to hear you say it. I want to hear how you, what you think. And I said, because, you know what? Some of these people just missed the boat. And they didn't, were not, they were not blessed to be educated like you. They were not blessed to have parent, a parent like you have. You know, someone who's, you know, um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And... All and she said, uh, we, and we just had a whole, you know, discussion about that particular, because we were at a program, and um, that program was, it was a little bit not what we thought it was going to be, and they were really, really concerned about that. So um, my other daughter says that that her, one of her sons might be able to work there next year, and she says she's thinking about it because of what she saw, the environment. And I said, in a way, it may be a good thing because he may bring something to another child that's not getting what he's getting. Think about that. So we had a whole conversation about that. And that's the point I'm trying to make to you. What went wrong? What happened? And you understand? What, how I, 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 these kids are just... I'm talking about the parents, the kids. I'm going to say, these kids are the parents because they're... They're so young, and it's like no one's paying any attention, so that we got poor babies just falling by the wayside, you know. And one of my daughters, she said, How come Nikki gets all this? I'm going, Because she listened to what I said. Told <laughs> me the same thing. But um, I'm just saying that a lot of these kids, I don't understand what's going on with them. Apparently, their style for me was a little bit different. There were people there who. It was a village. I hate that phrase, but it was a village. You know, you you want to. Oh God, I hope she didn't see me. This car is you're gonna die. <laughs> and you can tell, like, there's a joke of it. It goes around. Ooh, you gonna get it. <laughs> but um, I mean. Learn from? from growing up in um, Palestine, what's something that 
or something that you would listen if you want to leave this music that I make you. Concern is another word about your children's future. Because that's what these people don't see. They're not concerned about the children's future. I'm going to say something and nobody's going to like it. You want me to have a truth about it? I really don't care. Oh, so-and-so, son got shot. Why, let's throw up the graduation picture in the seventh grade. Okay, where's the one from high school? And where's the one from college? Where's the, uh, excuse me. This is not everybody. That's not what I'm saying. It's not a whole. But what was he, do, like someone like, what was he doing out there that time of night? What was he doing over there? What was, you know. Why do I say that? My son got shot. My son got shot. And I'm in my bed. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. And they come to get me. Because my daughter lives next door. Mommy, he's been shot. I go running over there. And he, you know what his first words to me was? Before you even ask me, because you call me and ask, he ran home. He said, before you even ask me, I'm going to tell you, I lived a lie Lucy. You mean a cigarette was so important that you had to go out there at 2 in the morning? And it was a case of mistaken identity. So that's what I'm saying is, what are you doing out there? Why are you, you know, and he knew he shouldn't be out there. But there's other cases, you know, these poor, these, these, these young men out there, you gotta, I don't know what I'm saying right now, but I, I want, I want my attention to be paid to our children and stop children having children. My daughter just turned 28 and got child first. Thank you. And she said, I can't have a child because I'm too selfish. And there's other things I want to talk to. I want my master's. And she said, I need to get a PhD because she wants to be a teacher. I mean, a, a master teacher. So you got to get a PhD. Where did she get that from? She said, I watched you. What do you mean you watch me? <laughs> so I'm just saying, that's the only thing. When I want to come out, I wish to come out. I, wish, I hope somebody, like I said, I hear my rant and rave and go, that lady kind of makes some kind of sense. Man, I'm just saying, lady. 